Welcome, Universal Sports Hub fans, to our latest podcast. I'm your host for the MLB segment here, Big Yeggs, joined by Colin and TK, as always. Today, we're going to discuss some contenders and pretenders. The Braves locking up two of their core players going forward on some good deals. And who could use Kimbrell and Keuchel the most a few weeks into the season with some more results at hand. First, we'll start off with the Braves. Ozzy Albies, yesterday, seven years, $35 million deal. That, I, mean, I heard there were a lot of people in baseball pissed off at this one. They, they thought the Braves got a steal, and Albies is extremely underpaid, especially for a guy coming off an all-star game last year. Ozzy sat there and said after he signed that deal, it's not, he don't play for the money, he plays to make sure his family's safe. Um, Which is but fair. St- but still, dude, that guy, he's unreal at a young age. He, he could have easily got $100 million, yeah, I, in my opinion. I, I seen that tweet, and I, and I tweeted, I said, that's a highway robbery when I seen that. Absolutely. I mean, but this is also another case of where teams are going out, trying to avoid arbitration, getting these guys on long-term deals. I mean, and he agreed to the contract. So, I mean, you really can't take – he could have easily argued for more money. I mean, we could bitch all we want. Yeah, absolutely. We're not the ones in his shoes. Exactly. So, he he was fine with the contract. I'm fine with the contract. It's a – The Braves are – Braves are fucking loving the contract, you know. So, honestly, it's it's good for the Braves. It, It leaves money for them. Just go back other players. I was telling Bruce earlier, if Machado or Harper were to hit the market like after this season, I would guarantee anything, just like I did with the Phillies, that they would end up with one of them because you lock up both of them for less than what Harper and Machado are getting a year. Yeah, absolutely. And you still got Freddie Freeman on that team. You got I got a lot of young players on that team that now they can lock up because of that type of deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they can be aggressive in the market and go after guys with high salary deals. Go sign somebody for a long-term big money deal because you got well one of your good one of your good players in Albies locked up, and then your one of your cornerstones in Acuna who signed eight years, a hundred million. I mean, another case where we could sit here and say he's underpaid, but hey, sign the contract. Well, Acuna also has an option in twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty eight, so he can even stay with them. Oh yeah, he's. I, I highly doubt he goes anywhere unless no. he's traded. I guarantee yeah. by that, that his contract here he gets another extension. I wouldn't wouldn't doubt it. I mean, as long as he stays on that that track. I mean, I personally think if he just didn't sign and went to free agency, you never know what's going to happen in between. Never know. He could stay on this track and be fine. He could slump and lose out on money. If he would hit free agency, I mean, I think he was going to be 20, 25, 26 years old, something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's he would have got $275 million. If you look at these guys, like you said, that they're not making even Harper or Trout money or, or even Machado money combined. It don't matter how. They're only at 230. They're not even making that. Like, that, they, they saved a ton of money. That's yeah. all, man. Way to pull that off. Yeah, but the guys that also did sign are also very established. Oh, it's, you know, yeah, so I mean, you're also you Huge can't take guys that've been in the league for two, three years. You yeah, know, and go give them two hundred million dollars. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know. but if these guys pin out to what we you know, oh, absolutely, be, yeah, then it's this it. is. I I don't think we'll ever see something like this again. Seven years, thirty-five million. Like, but I mean, how old is that? Beast? Twenty-one. Yeah, so I mean, he's going to hit the free agency mark when he's twenty-eight. He's if he stays on track, these guys are going to make this money as long as they establish exactly. themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just never know where the MLBs had him because the long-term deals. I mean, uh, like you said, twenty-eight will help him. You've seen how much of a fight 
26-year-olds Machado and Harper had to put up to get their payday and get what they were happy with. That's also oh, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot to go down between the next seven years. That's also a trash CBA, so hopefully they get we will be We will be here in seven years to discuss that. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to have a little fun here. Contenders or pretenders? We got some early season statistics real quick. Uh, or stat or standings, sorry. Some early season standings that stick out to us. I'm going to start with a 90-win team from last year that got overlooked by just about everybody possible. The Tampa Bay Rays, they're off to a 10-3 and start. First in runs allowed, only allowed 20 runs so far. First in ERA. And that pitching staff, I mean, that bullpen, they got guys throwing pitches where it's just like, it looks like a wiffle ball out there. It's, a, it's not even fair. And they're throwing it near 100 miles an hour. Yeah. That pitching staff, and then they, they they did something the Rays don't normally do this year. They went out and signed Charlie Morton, three years, $45 million. That's 15 a year. I don't know that the Rays really, that that's a little out of their comfort zone from years past. And judging by their track record, they went out, they were aggressive, and they're trying to make that push. They know they can compete with the Red Sox and the Yankees because they've done it before. Yeah, it, and contender or pretender, pal? To me, they're a contender, especially the way the Yankees and Red Sox are having a really slow start. The Red Sox are 4-9. and nine. The Yankees just got swept by the, the Astros. And I believe, what are they, 5-8? and 5-7. So, slow starts. If they keep winning. Better than your Sox. Keep winning, keep winning. It, it's only going to help you down the road. They're hitting. It's a little questionable there. but Tommy if fan. If, if oh, my God. That if, guy is unreal. If their pitching can keep up like this. This team can win this division. I did, I wouldn't sit here. I don't think anybody would sit here and say yeah, the Rays are going to win this division. And I know it's only almost three weeks into the season, but still, like these games early mean something late in the year. No, they add up quick. Uh, TK contender or pretender? I'm honestly going to go pretender. Real, oh. I am. And the only reason for this is you got the Red Sox are coming out really slow. You got the Yankees who are just. Absolutely destroyed in injuries. Annihilated. And, and, and I know it's just one game. And yeah. What I'm just saying is that you got teams that are going to turn around. I mean, you look at the Mets last year, 11 and 1. They ended up eight games under 500. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying there's nothing. The Braves did win 90 games last year, but you also win a division where you do have a really good Yankees team and a really good Red Sox team. At the same time, there's two shitty teams in Toronto and Baltimore that if they beat up on them, that could that could really really cement them. And oh, the and I'm this. not taking nothing away from the Rays. Okay, I'd like to see the Rays actually at the top. It's it's a change, you mm-hmm. know. It, they've been around, so I'd they, like to see them. But I just honestly think they're going to The Yankees year. are all banged up. They're two under 500. Eventually, we know they're going to get back to their form. The Red Sox had to walk off last night. The Red Sox are hoping that that turns their season around. They Keywords the hope. Yeah. they get the Orioles for four games this weekend. If the Red Sox come out only four, and the Yankees win four in a row. Bang, you got a division race right there off the bat. You that's know, what I'm saying. And that's leading that's to point, right yeah. to my point, though. So now you're talking about where yeah. the race have to be pitching and they have to be hitting. Oh, the race pitching is honestly going to be there. It's I don't, I don't trust their hitting. And they're, compared they're, to where two teams where they do have solid pitching and they have great hitting, I was looking. Like I there. just don't see them honestly making it out of the the, the AL East or honestly a wild card team. No, fair enough. Right. We're gonna move on here to. The probably the most surprising team of the MLB season so far, good or bad, the thirteen and two Seattle Mariners. Let me just say, oh this. my God, this just, team doesn't stop homering either. No, they it's just set the MLB the record for most home runs in a row to start a season at fifteen games. That, that's they're, they won't stop clipping. Let me just tell you this: they're they're a contender in my eyes. But hold on, they are first in runs, hits, batting average, slugging, OPS, home runs. 
That's the on bases. Second in on base percentage. Yeah. Their hitting is through the roof. Their front office went out this offseason and made a lot of moves to make them to set themselves up for the 2021, 2022, and so on and so forth window. Um, yeah, they might have struck gold here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I honestly think this team is a contender. Uh, I think this team is honestly – I think yeah. this team might win division this year. I think Really? I do. I really I do. like that. Okay. I'm, and don't get me wrong, I'm not going to take that I away from the Astros. Them. I love yeah. to beat the Astros. I would love for them to take the division this year. Like you said, dude, they are hitting the ball unreal right oh, now. Oh, God. I mean, how are you going to lead the categories in every single stat? I, I mean, I'm saying, like, it's two weeks in, but still, like. It's impressive. Two of their corners are Mitch, Mitch Hanniger. Like, this guy, like, it seems like every time he gets up, he's on base. Or if there's a walk or a hit. Even when, D. Gordon. D. Gordon. even when a team gets hot, it usually fades off just a slight little bit. This team has real. not faded off since they started back in Japan or Tokyo or whatever the hell they played. I believe they're putting up 8.4 technical, 8.4 runs a game. Yeah. If you put up 8 runs a game, if you want to average it to 8 runs a game, you're going to win most games. Unless you're the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Dan Vogelbach is just clipping the ball. I mean, him and Chris Davis are off to some unreal starts yeah. with the power numbers. I'm taking them as a contender. Go ahead, TK. I already took them as a contender. contender. I'm going to say pretender. They did the okay. same shit last year. I mean, I know it's a completely different team. They got off to a very good start, and then they just got smoked out of the Listen, water stay. once July came. I'm just – I'm sorry. Great story so far. I'm not buying it for the, for the five and a half months remaining of the season. I think they'll fall short. But they might be a step or two above where they thought they'd be at this point. Um, That's um, where I'll put them. I'm not going to. Last year, the Red Sox started 0 and 1, right? Oh my God. And they go 17 and 2. They're 13 and 2. I said it with the I said it with the with the Rays. Wins early mean a lot, and they could win this division. I mean, a win means any a lot. Yeah, a, win, a win in April means as much as a win in September, no yeah. matter what. I mean, they don't count for a game in five, yeah. one point five, or whatever. I mean, you rack them up early, you set yourself up for success. They did the yeah. same thing last year. I think at one point they were forty-four and twenty-seven, and they barely they they hovered around five hundred. And if they're missing the that, if they're missing that one piece of the trade deadline, and they're contending, you better. Bet I mean, they got payroll flexibility you better now. Better bet Seattle. Jay Bruce him all right, we're going to move on to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, a lot of people didn't expect a lot from them. They got into a brawl the other day. That was about probably the first time a lot of people seen them on TV this year. Um, they quietly have the best pitching staff ERA in the game right now. Uh, that team's very, very good. Yeah, uh, Very underrated. They're underrated. James Italian leading the, leading the charge. They're, they're a good team. I just don't see them able to compete in that division. I agree. Okay? Yeah, I, mean, I definitely don't. They're going to be a solid team. they got something to look forward to. But right now with the Brewers and the Cubs, I mean, even though the Cubs even ain't really doing much right now. You know they'll bounce You back. know they're going to bounce back. They're still a good ball club. The Reds, are the Red, I mean, my boy Puig was about to take out every single pirate on the squad. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, the Cardinals are playing hot right now. It's just that's going to be a tough division for the Pirates to maintain and just stay on top. Yeah, it's, it's very different from where we looked at from the Rays' perspective where they're in it with two of the elite teams in the MLB, at least on paper, and the Yankees and Red Sox. This, I mean, there's three teams that could win 90 games in their division in St. Louis, Milwaukee, and Chicago. Yeah. 
I, I don't see them being able to keep up the pace. Yes. I agree with you. Especially when your your runs and hits are ranked 22nd and your batting average is ranked 20th in the league. It, it, I don't think you can compete with that. Pitching that will win in October, but it won't get you to October without some good offense in Absolutely. there. I mean, you're going to have to hit in the dog days of summer. You're yeah. going to have to. And those dog days, I mean, that's where teams, like like to my point, the Mariners, they, they just couldn't hang there. I don't think Pittsburgh's built for it. No, I, I, I don't. Not yet, at but least. They're in, they're in really good shape, Good though. for them. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good for, for them. Use. Now the San Diego Padres. I mean, they signed Machado in the offseason. They finally call Fernando Tatis. Paddock's killing it in the starting rotation for him. What a team to watch so far. Nine and five. They're off to a very good start. So far, Pax has been my favorite fantasy pickup this year. <laughs> my man just mows them. I love it. Thank you. Uh, that offense looks they're, like it can hit pretty good, too. I mean, they're not afraid. They're a content, uh, pretender to me. Uh, they don't got the pitch in the last all year. I see. That's where we'll disagree. I think their pitching is very underrated. Not that I, I'm going to take them as a pretender as well. I don't think they're quite there yet. But they're on track, and this is exactly what they're planning for. I mean, they didn't really have high expectations this year. Probably, at most, they wanted to win the division or the wild card. We'll see. Dodgers off to a good start, even though they got swept last week by the Cardinals. It's going to be tough to compete for them as well. But I, that, they got injected by all that youthful energy. Machado brings that buzz to the ballpark. I, I think that team's on the right track. That farm system is unbelievable. It's loaded. I think they're on the right track, but for this year, pretender. I, I agree with you on that. I think the Dodgers are going to take this division again. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think it's close. Yeah, this I mean, it's – I think – I mean, there's a good chance they can come in second, you know. Really, I mean, I mean your, your boys. All right, so we're going we're gonna to stop right here. For the Colorado Rockies, I know you're listening, especially you, Nolan. God. You motherfuckers. You start off 2-0, and and you're 3-10. and Are you kidding me? I mean, everybody in this house right now in the hub has a better chance at going out and getting a hit at this moment than anybody on that goddamn team right now. Ian Desmond, go somewhere else. Please, leave, leave, go somewhere. Chad Bettis, I, 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 it's great that you came back from ball cancer. Go in the IL with some mystery injury. Tyler Anderson, don't, don't even bother coming back. This team has no shot in hell if they want to keep playing this dumbass, stupid-ass ball. It, it, it's tiring. It's tiring. It, and it's getting on my goddamn last nerve. So, for I know you're playing this, this in the clubhouse right now. Get it the fuck together. Love it. All right, yeah, moving on. Tigers, yes. pretender, contender. Tigers? Ah, you know what? I, I'm pretending. They're a complete pretender. Yeah, Sorry, absolutely. Kyle. You're still going to owe me 20 bucks at the end yeah, of the they're year. They're going to finish top three in their division. And I'll no, bet they won't. That. no, they won't. I'll bet. No, they they're won't. We already bet it. Top three. Yeah, no, they won't. They're going to finish top three. They might finish above the Royals. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it, though. Yeah, I think the Tigers don't really have a chance in that division. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice story early on. Yeah. Nah, just not happening. I don't even think you really need to get into it. They don't it's just a division. It's just a nah. That's enough for me, dog. Nah. Nah. They'll be top three. I mean, the Detroit Tigers, the word that associates the, uh, the most with them right now is nah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. I hate to say it. I mean, just make sure that's a crisp 20 for me at the end of the year. That's all I'm going to say. I'll be receiving one. Yeah, we'll see about that. I mean, it is good for them. Detroit, good baseball town. Um, love seeing Miggy play still. 
But that team just they, they don't have enough to really even last past May. Mikado looks good though. They got a nice future with him and he, he, That's White Sox, baby. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I am thinking White Sox. See, see, White Sox got a nice future, baby. Yeah, that they <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. That they do. That'll do it for the contenders, pretenders. We're gonna move on to this story is about it's starting to get as old as the Harper Machado news, in my opinion. I love it. Kimbrell and Keuchel, you guys are being stubborn. Just sign a one-year high-salary deal. Get the hell in the games right now. You're not getting five-year deals. Didn't happen in the offseason. Sure as hell ain't happening in April or May. So let me ask, let me pose this question for Kimbrell's sake. What team needs him the most, in your opinion, after seeing some early season statistics? The Philadelphia Phillies. And that's not be advised. The Phillies bullpen is absolutely rough right now. Whoever comes in, you got it's probably two runs off the rip. I mean, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter who comes in, whether it's fucking Sir Anthony. I mean, and I, I love Sir Anthony. He got the dopest goddamn name in the league, and he's just not that good. I think that would be a dope ass name to be you a think good player. He, he kinda, I think he's he, gonna kind of fall off. I think, think yeah, okay. I think he's think gonna he show the stuff too early. Yeah, I think so. Kind of plateaued. Robertson hasn't really been nothing, and the Phillies don't have that solidified ninth-inning guy. It's either Robinson or Maris or Nishak. It's You need one guy, and I think that's the guy that the Phillies need. Come in. You're the ninth-inning pitcher. You'd have a great setup with Nishak and Robertson for coming into the late innings. But the, the big guys, they might up his game if Kimbrough came in there. I agree with the Phillies. Uh, their ERA in the bullpen is 5.09. That's terrible. If you look at the Brewers, I think they need them. It's a 5.45 ERA. I'm going to go with the Nationals on this one. I think if that team really wants to get back to the playoffs, they lost Bryce, big piece. They they, they did go out there and acquire some players this offseason. Um, that bullpen's still trash. It's absolutely garbage. I think if they really want to contend to get to the postseason, and even if they were to get there, they need somebody that can come in and give them a solid ninth inning. Right now, in my opinion, they don't have anything outside of Doolittle. Yeah, yeah, I think they I think they need him desperately. I mean, for some reason, Trevor Rosenthal is still employed there. <laughs> Last I seen, his ERA was literally 189. 189. Let that sink in for a second. In Per nine innings, you would give up 189 <laughs> runs. You're like a Red Sox starting pitcher at this rate. Like, my God. And that's another team that would that would love to have him back in a bullpen. It's a six three two ERA, and I also think the Dodgers could use him in a four eight six ERA. Do you in the think bullpen. they? Uh, I mean, I think it's a little early for the Dodgers. My fourteen. If Kenley Jansen gets healthy and gets back to his groove, they got that closing role locked down. That's just how I. That's how I view that. Oh. What about Keuchel? Colorado Rockies. Yes. Yes, and I, I I would hate to say this. But on a one-year deal, him or Colorado or the, even the Yankees at this point. So Severino's going to have could, the is, Yankees as well could use with yeah. Severino's injury. Can got, push got, back a yes, bit. that's that's a that's about piece. where I'm at right now. Like it's like, come on, we you need something. I would give them a ton of lefties in the starting rotation, but I don't think I don't see that as a problem. I, I really don't. Okay. You can never have enough pitching, absolutely. Yet alone left-handed pitching mm-hmm. in this league. And I think if it was a one, maybe even two years, I'd be okay with. I'd be okay with it, but I, it's anything getting in that third or fourth year where I just don't think that value will be there and it's not even worth it. One thing, though, I have noticed, though, is that teams are more looking into trades right now than actually exploring oh, some of these free agents. So, I mean, it's like... Well, the problem with Kimber and Keuchel is that draft pick compensation is still attached to them. Yeah. So, 
are they really going to hold out until after the draft when that draft pick compensation goes away? Because that's, that's about seven weeks away. That's a long time. By the time they get into shape and all, it's basically like making a trade for them because they're not going to be coming and pitching until the end of July near the deadline. Exactly. And and that's right to your point. That's right to your point. You might as well trade for someone that's been in the season. You have more of a track record of what they're doing now as opposed to, you know what, they're established. They haven't pitched in a long, long time. Keiko and Kimbrell last pitching in October in an MLB game. I mean – it, it, there's risk, there's risk, but I mean, they are good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with the Yankees. Um, I think there's three other teams in my eyes. I think the Phillies could use a left-hander in that rotation. Uh, Pavetta's off to a bad start. Uh, Nola hasn't looked like Nola. He's still, I think, going to bounce back. I agree with the Yankees. I think the Mariners could use him. I think the Milwaukee Brewers could use him, too. Milwaukee could really use some yeah. pitching help right now. I mean, they got by last year, very good bullpen. Um, bullpens don't matter if you're losing. And, and I had them down. Like, I think either one of these guys, Keiko or Kimbrel, the Brewers could really use them right and now. Like, they, it's not good right now. There's a bunch of teams that could really use mm-hmm. either one of these players right now. And you got to, I mean, like you said, the compensation pick. But this is somebody, if I'm signing them, I'm signing them now. Like you said, at this point, I don't want him coming in yeah, towards the trade deadline. Can you look at some of these guys are already stick. five starts, pretty That's much getting close to four starts you in already. You sign Kimbrel or Keiko right now. As of like tonight, tomorrow, realistically, he's probably pitching first week of May. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe sooner. Who knows? Yeah, but, but this is where the pitch restrictions come in, where they're not letting these guys throw over a hundred pitches. So you got to cut. Well, that could in. open up a couple more teams' eyes if they want to limit pitch counts for young pitchers, as we've seen with so many of the games. Young, good arms. Uh, that could make Keiko a little more attractive, and it. See, they'll have their most suitors once that picks off the once they don't have to give up a draft pick because teams covet that draft pick now. Yep. Like it's an NFL first round pick. And to me, I mean, you give it up if you're trying to go for it now because yeah, those draft picks are always a gamble no matter what. You might not even sign them. That might not even sign them. But that'll do it for our MLB section of the podcast. We're going to be back after a short break for our NBA coverage. Welcome back, everybody. It's Ricky here with Smoot and Bruce, and Colin hung around. You know, <laughs> get rid of them. We're here to cover the NBA action, the playoff preview coming your way. First game we want to start it with is the first game of the playoffs tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. at two o'clock, the Sixers and the Nets. Bruce, what are you thinking about this one? You you look really anxious. No Joel B is doubtful. But come on, you know he's going to play. You know he's going to eventually play in the series, right? I mean, if you think about it, they they split this season. So they went two and two. I mean, it's going to be tight. In the combined games that uh, the Nets had against the Sixers, D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie uh, actually combined for 44.7 points per game, and they scored 69 in one of them. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be a pretty good team, and they're talented. James Ennis is actually out for this series. That brings in Zaire Smith. I mean, that gives them a different scorer off the bench that's actually going to play. gives the Sixers more athleticism it, off the bench. It actually does, and it gives a player um, a good favorable matchup against D'Angelo Russell in that fact. Yeah, so. see, the Sixers' problem, though, is they can't guard guards. They, they can't guard problem. anybody. They got a problem guarding. Yeah. yeah. So this is going to be a tough series for them. 
Um, it'll be a good test for the Sixers. We'll see what they can do. Joel Embiid, I still think the Sixers couldn't handle their business without Joel, but it ain't going to be easy. Um, I like the Sixers. I think they need Embiid because when they don't have him, they don't play like a team. They showed that during the season. And like you said, Bruce was saying it's going to be a tight series. You said it's going to be tough because they can't guard guards. No, I mean, and I'm, without Embiid, you know, it's just like he, I feel like he – makes them play, and he's a big part of the defense, and they're going to need him. Me personally, I think with Embiid, the Sixers win in five, and there's no doubt in my mind. Without Embiid, this might go six or seven. There's one thing, there's one guy I look at in this series, let's cancel Joel out if he didn't play. I still think the Sixers going to win this series. But Jonah Borland's a stretch four, so if you take Jared Allen out of the paint, that leaves Tobias, Ben, and Jimmy to drive all day on that if he's out at the line. So that stretch four could help the Sixers in a way. Obviously, you want Joel out there, but Jonah Bolton could be a key piece if Joel's out tomorrow. You're right. And I, I think Ben Simmons needs to have a good series. Like, he needs to have a good playoffs. Like, if Embiid's not going to be there, he's got to step it up and let's go hit some free throws and all that. It's yep, playoffs. Definitely. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Second series, we're going to have the, set, the two seed, the Toronto Raptors, take on. The Orlando Magic. How much of a chance does Orlando have in this one? I'll just get me out of the way. Magic have no chance in this. It's a clean sweep in my eyes. I think, I think you're wrong. I do. I The Magic have the number one defense in the NBA. You didn't know that, but the Magic do. They are so, they're also seventh in scoring. So the Magic are a good team. They had a, a little mishap in the beginning of the season. They came all the way back, stormed into the playoffs, finally made their seed, and got into this. I, I mean, Vucevic, in the two games that he's actually played in Toronto, he's averaged 30 points and 19 boards. That man can be a walking triple-double. Yeah. He can beat up on a and an, on an older Gasol, too. Key piece, I didn't know if you know, OG Ananobi is out. He's out. For the first series. Appendectomy. So... So that's, that's a, a good, big one. That's a good bench piece for Toronto. Yeah, no, I agree with Colin. No, I don't think the Magic have any shot in it. Like, I, I, I could stretch as far as five. I just don't see this being serious. No. Me personally, yeah, I, think. I think the Raptors win in six. But that's just me. Yeah, I honestly would be shocked if the Magic win again. <laughs> <laughs> I really will. Moving on, though, we have the Spurs and the Nuggets. What are you guys thinking about that one? Is, is this one going to be one of the only upsets, or are the Nuggets going to take this? In terms of seeding upsets. Yes. I mean, how can you see uh, I mean, the seventh seed coming in and taking out the two? It's hard to see. The Spurs could probably be the team to do that. Could you know why? Because Greg Bobovich. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. he's coached 277 Playoff games. Michael Malone has zero. I mean, that's uh, there's there's your statistic there. Yeah. I mean, he could he could easily outcoach him in the playoffs. So you're looking for the coaching yeah, to this become is, a huge factor, which I am too. I like yeah, that. That's no, a good point. This is Mike Malone's first playoff series, correct? First yes. ever. Okay. No, the pop is definitely going to be the X factor for them. Demar's going to have to step up and put up probably thirty a game if they're going to beat him. I think it'll be a good series, but the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets will take it, but coaching has to be factor on the Spurs side. I agree. I, the Nuggets. 
I think DeRozan has to put up 30-plus each game to have a chance to beat the Nuggets. Yeah. But me personally, I am actually going Nuggets in seven. Like you said, if there's any seven seed to do it, it's, it's Greg Popovich and San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll really still take is. the Nuggets in this one. Yeah. We have another one. We got the eight and one, the eight seed taking on the one seed, the favorite. I saw today they have a seventy percent chance to win the finals. It's the Warriors. <laughs> What are the percentage of win this series? I'll go 99%. 99.9% <laughs> yeah. 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 this series. Clean sweep. Well, I guess that is because well, yeah. I have no notes on this game. I was looking yeah. at... Uh, yeah, you need any I, I don't, I don't have nothing. I was looking at... Uh, not looking, I'm sorry. I was listening to the radio, and the, and the reporters are plus 12 tomorrow. If you're a Batman, I'm taking that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. They're probably going to run the score up, wait, too. Wait, wait. The Warriors are plus 12. Yeah. Or they're minus 12. Minus 12. Minus 12. Yeah, I mean, they're probably going to run the score up. They're going to kill them. It's the, f- it's the first game at Oracle. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. Yeah, I was glad to see the Clippers make it, but it's yeah, really acid. Yeah, especially with all them trades they made. Exactly. Remember I told you, I was like, I, I was watching the Clippers during the season. I was after the trade. I, they were still playing good as a team. It just sucks. They got to play the Warriors. Lou Williams first. willed them into yep. the playoffs. Yep. I mean. This is the Warriors. Last year, as this team here, yeah, for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. I think they're gonna win it all. You think so? Oh, uh, definitely. And I, I playoffs haven't even started. I think they're gonna be my final. They're my finals champion. Well, I mean, they're the favorite. Yeah, that's that for many sure. many people that didn't have that in the beginning. Yeah. No, no. So this isn't a shocker. Yeah. Like any means. I don't know. We'll see. Anybody interested in watching that game? <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 I'll watch it. If I watch it, it's just to see like a possible chance of an upset. Unless there's like good NHL players. There probably won't be a possible chance of an upset. Yeah. Who's saying zero percent chance? Zero. There's gotta be a good hockey game on for me not yeah. to have it. Did not have this playoff. Or a different NBA game yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, we got the Pacers and the Celtics. That's a four or five seed. That's, That's gonna four be four five seed. That's probably one of this is going to be seven. Anyone thinking? I think seven. I do. Snoop, seven or no? Nah. I think it'll be a seven-game series. I'm taking Indiana on this one. Wow. Indiana at seven. I think they're going to go to TD Garden. That's the name. Maybe right arena. TD Garden. Yeah, it's yeah. Boston. Yeah, Boston. Right. I think they're in Boston four seed. I, I think they're going to go in TD Garden in game seven and pull the upset and win this. Wow. I don't think it's an upset because they're a four-five, but yeah. I, an upset in TD Garden in game seven. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics are three and four in the series this season. Um, Indiana's defense three is third. Three and four, or three up four. No, three and four. Three out of four games. Uh-huh. Oh, they've won three over up, Indiana. <laughs> the, they have the third best defense in the league, Indiana. I mean, they're still a good team. Kyrie versus Collison is probably the biggest matchup here. Collison actually gets outscored by double. In, in I mean, it's going it's to be rough. Collison also shoots a little higher percentage from three, but not very much. Um, and well, Oladipo is not coming back, obviously. Yeah, but you think of this team lose Oladipo, their star player, their core player they built around, and him for still to go down and you'd be a five seed? I mean, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, Celtics don't have Marcus Smart either. Yeah, no Marcus Smart. Yeah, yeah, and that's two rounds. It just shows that Indiana wasn't built just around Oladipo. They're all around really good team. Mm-hmm. That is a 
very well. No, yeah, team. I agree. Um, they got uh, Thad Young. Uh, I don't know how to say his name right, but um, uh, oh, Bo Bojan Bardanovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think you can they got out. players, but uh, I think the Celtics will take the series. He he actually shoots forty nine point seven percent from the field goal range and forty two point five from deep. That guy's he's he's still a player. Fantasy, so yeah, yeah, I know he's been doing good all year, putting up numbers. Me personally, I got the Pacers in seven, just like Colin. But see, I I only take that because I think Boston's a different team when Kyrie's there. To me, I too. think they're a better team. You might call me crazy, I think they're a better team without Kyrie. There's a lot of people that would agree with that too. I don't know if I do, but I mean, you'll have people take a shot. Kyrie's a really good talent. Oh, yeah, he's uh, an amazing talent. He's a superstar. But I just I seen them play without him, and it's just man, that team looks better. They also went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, so I mean, you gotta keep that we're balance. One game away from the finals. Yeah. So. Yeah. Going back down, going back out west, we have uh. The Oklahoma City Thunder, TK's team, taking on the Blazers. That's going to be a really good series. What do you guys think? I'll start off. I, I'm taking the Thunder in six. All tough games. I got the Thunder in seven. Yeah, I think the Thunder in seven in a really good series. Well yeah. matchup. Yeah. For, for, for the Blazers to win this, because we all have the, the Thunder here, um, what will be the key factor for the Blazers to win this series? Me, it's C.J. McCollum. Yep, I agree. I think it's Ennis Cannon. I think not having that big body in the middle with Nurkic being out. I mean, they're seven and two without him right now on their on their last home stretch here at the end of the season. They were seven and two without him, and the Thunder's transition defense is like twenty eighth in the league, which is almost top. Yeah, I mean that's the worst transition defense in the league. If Dame can push this with Lillard, I, I mean, if Dame can really push this ball with McCollum, I mean, I think they have a legit they got, chance they to got win one this of the game. Best backcourts in all of basketball with Dame and McCollum. It's just McCollum's hit or miss. He's hit or miss. Yeah, he's going to come and play. He's very strong. I would love for Dame this. I'd love to see him win his first playoff series, but it comes down to CJ McCollum. Yeah, no, I agree. It uh, definitely Dame and McCollum. They gotta play well together, get the ball going in. But uh, the Thunder, they're going to take it. Yeah. I mean, Paul George in the playoffs, he's always been good. He's oh, always he's been good. Uh, yeah. He's very good. Um, And Russ, he's, he's a walking triple-double. It's, it's Russ. That's all I got to say. Yeah. He's a walking triple-double. He could be, so. be a reason why he win. He could be a reason why he lose. Yeah. It's Russell Westbrook. He's that good. good point. Staying out – or coming back to the East, we have – Eight seed Detroit Pistons. Do we gotta go cover this? This one? is my lock, also. Oh, taking on they, the Milwaukee Bucks. They don't have a chance. No chance. No, no chance. chance. No. This is over and four. Yeah. Um, wipe, no doubt. Yeah, wipe them up. No doubt. Could this be? Could this be a good thing to sweep them? Could it be a bad thing with too much rest? For the Bucks. For the Bucks. I think it's a bad <sighs> thing if they sweep them because. I mean, I, I just think this is a bad matchup. Just, I mean, it's going to be easy for them, but yeah. I just, it's not going to do anything Please. for them. Because, I mean, yes, they're going to go to the second round, but I feel like they're going to be. Yeah. Prime example is last. It's year. just not going to be. Yeah. Prime example last year: Sixers finished at five last year versus Miami, and they came out to a slow start. Boston yeah. and Boston took them in five. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think it's going to be 
they're going to be in trouble, Milwaukee, in the second round. Yeah. I, I also agree with that. I think Milwaukee is going to have trouble in the second round. But with Blake, in, with Blake Griffin having his knee injury and everything like that, he's not really stable right now. I mean, the Pistons, the Pistons aren't really any matchup for the Bucks. They might be able to sweep the Pistons without Giannis on the court. I could probably see that. I could honestly see that. I agree. They just got way more depth talent on that team. And uh, but I mean, Giannis is MVP, so of course, right there. No doubt, my mind. I only say that because it's Blake Griffin's knee. If now Blake Griffin was fully healthy, I wouldn't have made that statement. But his knee is going to be, and it's not good. No, it's not good, and I don't think he's going to last on it throughout this playoff series. I think they're going to have to rest him at least halfway through, and I think Giannis is going to take over. Yeah. I really do. I think it's going to be lights out and a four-piece sweep. Yeah, definitely. Going back out west, Jazz take on the Rockets. What's happening with this one? Do you want me to start briefly? Yeah, you, you, can, you can start with that one. All right. Upset alert. The Jazz in seven. Wow. The Jazz in seven. Joe Ingles is the reason uh, the Jazz win this series. What? Fucking the, it. Uh, to me. Call me crazy. I don't care. I think you are. I'm I think crazy. you're absolutely crazy. They've played five times this year, the Jazz and the Rockets. The Rockets have beaten them all five times. Yeah, There's no. only been one time that it was within double digits. One time. In those five, there is no possible chance. I'm giving the Jazz one game. I'm giving them one game. They lose in five. There's nothing like playoff basketball where it brings your highest competitiveness. Yeah. I got the Jazz in this. Chris Paul, James Harden, Eric Gordon, it's playoff time. I hope hope this is the year they can get past the Warriors. And Clint Capella's healthy. He's finally fully healthy. He's ready to go. Clint Capella will get babied by Gobert. Mm. Baby. And James Harden will put up 30 more points than that's, Mitchell. That's the MVP. Hey. That's oh, the come MVP on. right there. Yeah, dude. Giannis all day. <laughs> Giannis all day. Yeah. Anybody have anything else to add to the I mean, if you look at injuries, just see Joel tomorrow. See how the Sixers could play. If you, if you don't play, how they play without him. Could have turned a series. Um, I'm not even gonna mention Blake because the Bucks will still sweep him with fully healthy Blake. <laughs> I, I, Ken McCollum said if he was fully healthy, if he wouldn't be if, saying that. Yeah, he said if he was fully healthy, uh, that would happen. Yeah, he did. Okay, let me matter. give you a game. I'll give you a game there, Pistons. Did I make yeah, you happy? Nah, don't even give him. Don't even give him a game. It's, uh, it's not even worth it. It's just like the Warriors. And, it's and, not even worth it. And my next thing, if you're watching the weekend, see how McCollum plays. He's a streaky shooter, but once he gets going, man, he can light it up. That's my three things I'll be looking at this weekend. What do you guys have? My biggest thing is definitely seeing how the Sixers play without Embiid. Because they always lose these to the Nets as a team that they normally lose to in the regular season when they're not there. And in a series, and Embiid's doubtful. Who knows what's going on with this guy? I want to see how they play as a team without him. I want to see Jamal Murray step his game up. I want to see the Nuggets really get that second seed going. I uh, I also want to see the Pacers beat the Celtics. Full on. Yeah, no, I, I really do. That's, that's, that's from the heart, though. That's the Philly. Yeah, that's the Philly in me. And um, I really want to see Kawhi play all the whole series. And he's been injured all season. They rest him. They do everything. I want to see him beat back. But I really want to see Kawhi play 
with the Raptors. Well, don't worry. You'll get to see them. Yeah. 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 You got anything to add, bro? No, that's it for me. That's it from all of us. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good one, fellas.